Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, thank you to you both for having me on. Our pleasure. Um, so, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do, Ben? Yes, of course. Um, my name's Ben Talbot. Um, I'm a professional golfer. Um, I've been a full-time playing professional for about two years, um, although I turned professional back in 2011 more for a coaching perspective, um, and that was at the end of university. So, Wow. I mean, we probably can't go any further without discussing the Masters that just happened over the weekend. Did you watch it? I did, yeah. I managed to get a, a pass with the girlfriend, so she was, she was <laughs> great. She, she just let me just let me watch it. It was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it, and a very very deserving winner. He was he was awesome. He was he was yeah. He was head and shoulders above the others, and um, yeah, it's there's something special about the Masters. It's just quite unique that it's this time of the year, not the start. So unbelievable scores as well from like the top three. Like the other two would have won any other year, but he just absolutely destroyed it, didn't he? Yeah, it suited uh, it suited him perfectly in regards to sort of the the skills he's got. Um, he's obviously a huge hitter, and Augusta's it gives you lots of opportunities, but it you have to play good golf shots. You you, you know if you you, you get punished um, quite severely if you, if you you know if you if you if you let certain shots slide by and he was just he drove the ball beautifully and, and putted well and yeah absolutely you're right the others would have won it other most years and it wasn't to be so um yeah you had a guy that shot in the 60s four times and and, and didn't win he was five shots off off winning so yeah it was it was quite a unique tournament so how did you get into golf so i um i've been playing golf for, for a long time my dad got me into it and when i was about 11 um, I joined a, a golf club as a junior member. I think my parents were really keen on that because it was such a cheap crash. They just dropped me off with five pounds and I'd be there from sort of 8am to sort of 7pm and they didn't have to worry about me in the summer holidays. So, um, and weekends as well. So that, that was, that was that I, I became, or, you know, made friends up at the golf club and, and just got the bug really. It's quite a, a unique game in that, it's only you that determines the score. You, you don't have anybody else. It's not subjective. It's just up to you. It's how you perform. And that's something that, um, that I got the bug from. I, I used to play a bit of football at, at school, but I was pretty useless. Um, I played cricket as well. And uh, I decided to give it up when I finally got a few runs and then got run out by, the, by my teammate up the other end. And uh, <laughs> I, just, I just thought, you know, I, I sort of want to do something that I can control. Um, the goal's strange in that you can control your own score, but uh, somebody else can beat you. It's it's a bit like we were just talking about the Masters. It's quite unique. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's my passion. I love playing it. I, I love, um, you know, the, the effort that you put in doesn't always come through, but it will do eventually. And, and it's something that, yeah, I just love it. There's nothing more enjoyable for me than playing well and, 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 you know, performing well in the tournament and beating others and hopefully winning. When did you start getting into tournaments? So I, I'm, I've done it quite uniquely, really, in, in a little bit sort of a, a strange way. I, I ended up going to university. Um, I studied uh, applied golf management studies, which is a degree course. So we, we, <laughs> I got asked that a lot. I got an awful lot of stick at uni with my mates, and um, I never, I didn't do very well in on nights out when I was talking to 
other sort of female students <laughs> and they didn't they they just looked right past me and, and left so I used to sort of say I studied physics or law or something in the end but um <laughs> yeah I I, I, I yeah I, I learned pretty quickly that golf wasn't to be said it was strange actually because you had to get your handicap down to a certain level um it's four for men and it's six for females and that sort of allows you to start a degree course. Now, you do three years of training, but it's it's normally for people that will go and coach or they'll um, work in retail with regards to golf or they'll become managers. So it's something that it, it sort of allows you to coach. And that's the sort of way that I was thinking that it would open more doors for me. Um, and that's why I did the, I did the, ended up doing the degree course because sitting you know for me three years at a golf club or three years at university at, at Birmingham it, the latter seemed a lot more enjoyable to me so I ended up going through that route and I, I wanted to focus on my career I wanted to become a manager and try and climb the ladder that way um, and I I did well I worked hard but I played golf on the side um, and, and I, I played professionally but at a low level so there was still financial gains and and I started doing quite well and got better each year and I just got the bug really I just absolutely loved it um I loved sort of obviously you know developing each year and, and various ways of doing it and my girlfriend um who loves travel she works in travel sort of one one Monday morning said I want to move to Sydney and um I was leaving London for work and I just thought yeah I could do this <laughs> it sort of makes sense so <laughs> we uh we left we left for Sydney a couple of years ago and uh it, it three years ago and it it enabled me to it was a bit of a, a release really sort of as soon as I handed in my notice for my job it sort of I was like right okay this is sort of where it starts so we traveled a little bit and I ended up getting a job in golf out there but that allowed me to to sort of play and start practicing and developing as a tournament player um and sort of trying to put the foundations in so that when I came back I was able to to sort of take it on full time and and, and go from there um, so I, I, I landed uh, back in April of last year and, and sort of have been playing uh, sort of full time since then on, uh, on a couple of different tours. Mm. So you sort of mentioned earlier or alluded to the fact that obviously it's a, it's a single person sport, right? You've got no teammates to, to back you up. It's all very much a mental game. I have a massive right. love-hate relationship with the game, you know, because some days you go out and hit shots and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I can play golf. And other days, you know, you just can't hit a ball straight. Well, I can't anyway. So how do you kind of deal with that sort of isolational uh, mentality? It's a really good question, and, and the the scores on the on the top level. I mean, we're talking the PGA Tour are so varied as well. Um, it, it's not. It happens quite a bit where somebody will shoot seventy five, sixty five, or you sometimes get players that will shoot seventy eight, sixty two. So you can almost have like a, an eighteen shot swing in the space of twenty four hours. Uh, they don't understand why it happens and you know and 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 they hit the ball so it it's you're absolutely spot on it's such a it's such a unique game i always think there's many moving parts so you know there's a lot that can go wrong um with the with the swing um and uh, you know when you when you uh, proper tournaments are obviously four days in a row so it's 
you're striving for that consistency. You know, it's, it's, um, there's a, there's a bit of a cliche with it, but you're, it doesn't really, you know, you need to have a good round in you, but your bad round needs to be sort of level par for us because then you're not losing too much ground on the rest. Um, it's something that, that is, it's just a varied sport. Um, mentally, you know, psychologically, psychologically, you can, you can have a, a strategy in place. You're all, you, you've got to sort of tr try and come off a, a, a hole, whether you've made a, a birdie, the same as whether you've made a triple bogey. You sort of need to stay very, very present. You need to let it go. You need to focus very much on the, on the shot at hand, um, which is your next shot in golf. That's always the most important thing. You can't control anything that's just happened. And it's a case of, you know, staying present, getting a little bit out of your own way and just hitting that golf shot without too much outcome thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. It then builds, you build up and you, you know, you, you end up putting a round together. It's, you know, a shot takes a second, but a round of golf can take bloody five hours, sometimes six hours. <laughs> you know if it's a bit slow so it, that's the quite unique thing about golf and that's something that um that I've certainly learned playing with these good players and trying to develop it myself so how does professional golf actually work then so you turn up to a, to a golf club and you you realize you're quite good and you start progressing more and more but what's the actual structure to getting onto the tours you're on and then you know progressing even further it's a really good question it's if you're old enough, sorry, if you're good enough, you're old enough. That, that is a big, that's a big one. Um, and when I say that, that obviously allows you to create the impetus and, and, and work up. There's sort of two main ways of getting upper level. There's various levels of tours and, and you know, the PGA Tour and the European Tour are right at the top. Um, but if you, um, if you get an, an invite or, or an entry into quite a big tournament and you perform very well, say you come top 10, most tournaments that will give you a start the next week. Um, and then you can all of a sudden start to develop some, some income and some rankings. And, and then from there, if you do well enough, you'll be able to retain or, or sorry, create yourself a playing opportunity on that tour for the next year. Um, that happens quite a bit and management companies come in and they really make a, they, they can really help in terms of getting invites or getting starts for, for players that they feel will, will make a, a, an impact in golf. Or you can every year, um, bar this year, uh, there's, there's a thing called tour school. So for, for us Europeans um, and some Americans as well that come over and play in it, um, but European tour school is like a three-stage event. Um, it's £1,800 to enter. It's really, really tough. Stages one and two are both four rounds and you need to finish in the top 20 or 22. It depends on the on the numbers, but to get through to the next stage and you try and work your way up. If you get through to the stage three, um, it's a six-round tournament. If you can, if you can make various cuts, you're able to gain either a European Tour card or a Challenge Tour card, or and it sort of sets you up. They're the main two tours. So I have a, I'm able to play a few events on the Challenge Tour, um, and I also play under that as well in, in various ones. So that's sort of the way you get into it. It's um, the bit that's hard is it's quite expensive and travel's not cheap and some tournaments are one day, some are four days. Um, you're sometimes playing on golf courses that suit your eyes, some that don't. Um, sometimes you get late notice. You've got to fly to, I had to fly to, it's not too far, but Dublin sort of the next day. I had a, an opportunity to play out there and sometimes you've got to take it. So at the start of your career, it's, it's not particularly glamorous, but 
you start learning and, and, and you know, creating a, a way of playing yourself um, and finding a structure, then all of a sudden you can start performing well and competing and, and, and taking your game to the next level. In team sports, you have coaches and different coaches of different parts of the game. Um, and as a team, you'll work through that together. How does it work in a solo sport like golf? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. Um, and it's even harder that golf is split up into sort of six, seven, eight different categories. It's, um, it, that's what makes it, it makes it quite difficult. So, you know, you're, you're trying to learn, a, you, you, as, a, as a professional golfer, you can't really have a weakness. You, um, it makes things very, very difficult if you're trying to carry. So to carry a skill, for example, you know, if, you, if you're not particularly good in bunkers, you need to get your game to or your bunker play to a certain level where it's not going to hinder your performance when you're playing. Because in a four-round tournament, you're normally going to get faced with certain shots you don't like. And you have to be able to, to create that. So you've got your core skills such as driving, iron play, wedge play, um, putting, bunkers. You can go on from there and sort of subdivide them. But probably the, the, the again one of the most important or if not the most important is your psychological skills so I've um over the last couple of years I've developed a team um, and I'm really lucky that my best mate Phil Akers who works at the Belfry he's my swing coach and then I have a, a guy called John Howes who I was at university with he's been fantastic he helps me with my short game um I also have a, a, a guy called Neil who played out on the tour um who was my boss out in Australia so he helps me with my psychological approach and I've then got the, a mate that does my sort of strength and conditioning and things like that. And, you know, you, you, you develop your skills up until a sort of level. And with golf, there's, there's a lot of stats. So you, you've got a pretty good understanding of where you sit regarding certain levels of golfers in the world. So, you, you know, you can, you can look at, you can subdivide, but basically you know that your putting is pretty good and you can stat track and, and understand where you are. But, yeah, it's about getting your game... To, to a really solid level so that if you're not quite on which is most of the time you'll you'll take your c game or your b minus game to a tournament and you have to be able to swing and you have to be able to compete with that very rarely do you swing amazing and everything goes amazing it's, it's quite it, it, it doesn't happen like that how did you go about building that team of experts around you so what i had to identify where i was weak and and where i could um make easy gains really it's sort of like I, I like the, the, the analogy of low-hanging fruit and um it's like anything you you you, you put the effort in and you can get quick gains but all of a sudden you plateau so I try to get all my areas of my game with as little input or effort as possible up to a you know competable level and then keep working and you know hold them at that level and then hopefully excel in some um putting is is a, is a game within a game but that was a weakness um of mine last year and and, and years past and all of a sudden I, i've i've it's very boring but made it a strength and and i can now sort of it's wonderful it sort of allows me to relax a little bit more on on there but with stat tracking and things like that it's it's um and you know with the coach's guidance with it being fantastic you know, you're working on technique, you're then putting it into, can you take it onto the golf course? And then can you do it in a tournament environment? But then can you do it in a tournament environment under pressure? So you've got different levels of, of, of working, working um, and getting your game to that sort of level. And there's so many ways of producing a score where 
you're playing really well with your swing, but your putting's not on, and diff- basically different things come and go through, throughout a tournament week. So it's about creating a solid level of technique that you can rely on that works for you in a tournament environment. So as a, as a pro golfer, what is the average day? You know, you mentioned working on your short game, maybe working your swing, maybe working on your mental approach. What, how do you break your day down usually? You, you're obviously, you, you, sometimes you're, you're in a tournament um, and a tournament week is, is uh, very minimal technique. You're sort of getting your game and your confidence up and you're preparing ready for that week. But most of the time you're, you're in between tournaments and, and depending on what tours you play on, depending, it determines sort of how many you play or your, your ratio of sort of tournament rounds to practice. Um, so with this year especially, I've, I've practiced a lot. I've had a lot of time on my hands. And um, it's something that the time really is a cliche, but the time really does fly. Um, with different areas of the game, I'm trying to, um, like I said, maintain my, my level of, of skill in, in, in each area. Um, so a typical, I'd like to break it down, but a typical day, I, I normally try and do sort of around eight or nine hours um, if it's a full practice day on my game, um, that will break down to, say, a couple of hours putting, and that could be a couple of hours swing work. I could then put some sort of short game work in there and then play nine holes. And then at the end of the day, I might, you know, hopefully work on work on my strength and conditioning, and then we'll do some mental work. So quite quickly, you can you can lose those sort of eight or nine hours if you're, if you're sort of... Um, if you're not sort of switched on and I have to put sort of things in my diary um, with alarms saying that right now I move on to the, onto the next one. But yeah, it's a case of, I, I like to put at the moment, um, there's a bit of pressure on me and you know, I, it's, it's at the moment, it's my only source of income and I want to give this a proper go. Um, mm. Something that it's, it's difficult. I've got to, I've got to, if I work hard and it doesn't work out, then that's very different to knowing where I could have done better. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm really, really focused on it. And, and like I said, work, work hard. So do professional golfers like yourself base themselves at a, a local course maybe, um, and maybe, maybe do a bit of work as a pro on the side, maybe. It's a really good point. Yeah, they, they do. So, um, the players that have, say, full status um, on the European Tour and, and you know the Challenge Tour, they're at they're at a level where they don't require any other sort of probably additional income, um, and also that they're, they're you know it takes up an awful lot of time, so they don't have a lot of downtime. Um, certainly in the in the spring, summer, and sort of autumn. But yes, a lot of so my my sort of level of golfer, which is say like a part challenge tour and a little bit lower uh, i play on some of the other mini tour events yeah we can we can coach you'd, you'd find golfers that will work at golf clubs because that's a sort of bit of an in in at a golf club you're able to meet people and and hopefully gain some sponsorship that way and um, it gives them a bit of a base that's right and, and and it puts it puts sort of a little bit of less pressure on them um because if you if you're putting all your eggs into one basket and, and, and you're not quite performing it can get quite difficult so yeah it's a good point so to work at a golf club or be a pga pro do you need any other qualifications you if you want to coach you do so this is where you 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 need to do your you need to get your handicap down to a certain level where you can start your you start your, your training so most people 
will do that at a golf club and they'll do they sort of this distance learning and it's um and they go from there gaining a pga status so they're able to they're a pga professional and they're able to coach um and go from there i did mine at, at university um which like i said was cool and and it it set me up that way so I have a bit of a safety net and I've, and I've gone round it the other way, but most people, you either basically have a coaching or a teaching professional, and then you, you might have a tournament or a playing professional. There's two different categories. Um, and I'm more of the, I am the playing professional. I, I, I don't coach. I, I, I put all my time into my playing. What are some of the biggest personality traits that help pro golfers thrive? It's a great question. It's because it's such a unique game you spend a lot of uh, you spend a lot of time on your own um and you need to know yourself really really quite well um i know what sort of makes me tick and um certainly my girlfriend does she she finds me very very boring but but (laughs) understands she understands what what is required um the biggest the big i always focus on three massive things when i'm playing and and when i'm when i'm sort of in tournament mode the most important thing is I feel to, I call it my process, but I, I, I so focused on that one shot at hand. It doesn't matter what my past or the future, or I'm so focused on that particular shot. What do I have to do here? What is my strategy? Um, can I hit this club? Can I, do I have to hit that club? Where is my miss? What, what am I fifth? Well, you know, what's the window and all these different factors. And um, that, sort of if you focus if you focus on that one golf shot that's that's most of it you're you're then sort of staying present so having done either great or poorly at the start of the round or or what have you at the start of the tournament you're very focused and staying present you're very in the moment the grass is green you're humming a song whatever it is but that that allows you to to be at your optimal performance shall we say it's very difficult to do um sometimes and and it's and it's very easy to if you're playing well jump forward and picture yourself where oh i could do this or or what have you um but in between shots like we said it takes a second to hit a golf shot but you're out there five hours so there's a lot of downtime and and if you're if you're very if you're good with your head and you and you you know you're sort of you're able to switch in switch in and out um I like to sort of focus on everything but golf and, you know, it could be when we were traveling or it could be my football team or humming a song or what am I going to cook tonight? So you're sort of, you're very, very neutral. You're walking, you're walking around, you've got a high level of self-confidence. You're, you've got, you really back yourself. Um, but you're very neutral. I think you, you, you tend to see that on tour, but of course it varies. Some players are quite exuberant and, and colorful, shall we say? And they, they um, perform well at that level, but the majority, and I'm one of these where I like to stay on a, on a sort of arousal wise on a, on a sort of par and I'm working on things to help me do that. And, and it's, it's great when it works. Um, and when you're able to deliver under pressure, that golf shot where you've got lots of things going in your mind and then you, you're able to, to execute it, if that makes sense. hundred percent. If I go out and play golf and just don't think about it, my game is a hundred percent better. Yeah, you're taking the. What you want to try and do is take the outcome out of the golf shot. So, that's that's a that's a, a great way of starting. But basically, when you hit that shot, you you although there is trees, bunkers, you know, and that could lead to a score. All of a sudden, your mind starts to race. But if you if you just go, right, I've just got to hit this to that target. Fantastic. That's 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 where golf gets fun, and that's where you all of a sudden shoot these great scores because you're like. Wow, I didn't. I didn't. That was quite easy to. I wasn't really thinking. So you're spot on that the mind plays 
a huge part of it because it's such a fine skill in certain aspects in terms of club face control you you, mm. you do you've got to be you've got to be good mentally to be able to execute it certainly under pressure um what are the biggest positives for you of the industry for me the work and the effort that i put in when it comes to fruition and i play well or and i, and I win an event for me that's just the ultimate it, it's such a great goal and it's something that that's what that classic pyramid sort of structure but you, you're putting all that effort in to, to gain the gain the reward um you know a lot of the, a lot of time golf tournaments are quite hard to win you normally field anywhere between 40 to sometimes nearly 200 um and you know you're trying to come out on top which isn't easy whereas in a game of football it's obviously 11 versus 11 but there's three outcomes and it's a lot easier to to win um for me you know the biggest thing was 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 committing full time to the golf and last year i was able to win a prime in romania which sort of gave me the funding to carry on and and, and back myself and and then enter tour school and i was able to shoot a 10 under 61 in the third round to help get me through to the second stage and it was um it's when that that's the great thing that's when 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 you you know and that makes you that makes you continue and it's very very satisfying yeah when you're playing well and on the other side of that what are some of the less favorable parts of uh, being a professional golfer yeah i mean not to mention covid but obviously that that does make things difficult that's an added added sort of factor um but it's 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 difficult um when you're putting a lot of effort in and you're not getting the results and and Mm. golf is golf is really unique game in that you can do everything you feel you can control all your controllables but you're not getting the score or the or the rewards that you think you should and and you're trying to stay focused and and uh, mentally sort of stimulated on that factor and and it you know keep telling yourself it will come and um you know, staying really positive. Um, that that gets difficult. I spend a lot of time on my own. Um, and that's, you know, having worked in, in golf clubs and social situations and being at uni, I, I find that a bit strange. I, I, I'm, I'm getting better with it. But sometimes, you know, you have to do a lot of work yourself. And, um, you know, that and you have to start, sort of stay stimulated, you know, in that respect. And obviously, golf isn't all tournaments. There's an awful lot of practice. So, you know, there's times where I'll need to, I know I need to put three or four hours into just putting, you know, and, and it's, it's something that it can get boring. I try and avoid that B word at all costs, but it can get boring and you have to stay focused on, on sort of the, you know, you're in your, your task and, and on sort of the end result. And, and when, when it's raining and, and when the wind's blowing and it's cold and there's all these factors that are like telling you just go home. <laughs> but you've got to stick it out. You've got to keep going. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the, they're probably the, the toughest things. Probably, but the other hard bit is is, is financial, um, and it's doing it. It's sort of take. You got to if you take advantage or if you take your opportunities, finance shouldn't really come into it. But it gets tough when um, you know when you when there's not you're not. I've got not a lot of a lot of income streams, and I'm and I'm sort of focusing primarily on playing and if, if it gets difficult when you're not playing well and you don't see that financial return and, and it, well, 
that that sort of you know our next point is usually we talk about average salaries but with something like this it's incredibly hard because uh we went away and looked for stats on you know average prize money and in, in the tours and whatnot but it seems to range so massively it's hard to pin it down and i suppose with something like this it it just grows exponentially spot on I, that's exactly the word i was going to use yeah exponential yeah it it, it can you you a tournament will cost me anywhere between fifty pounds to to tour school, which is eighteen hundred. Um, but most tournaments are between sort of fifty and say two hundred pounds. But then you've got your your accommodation or your travel and things like that. Your expenses on that go on top of that, and 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 that's where it sort of you you know you get into the hundreds. And you know I I can it's it's actually very easy for me to come away with zero. So you're already sort of quite a bit down. If I don't play that well, I, I'm not going to compete. The standard is very, very good. But I could, in, in a tournament, I could earn a few thousand. If I play in a bigger challenge tour event, I could earn tens of thousands and, and, and life is good. But like you said, if you start getting onto the top tours and, and the PGA tour, for example, which is, which is fantastic um, in terms of sort of prize money, you, you're looking at millions and then all of a sudden you're not worrying about anything, but yeah, it grows exponentially. It's very similar to tennis in that it's, it's the, the, the money is, is right at the top. Um, mm. And I'm not driven by that, but it, you know, at the lower level, you sort of, it's it, it's you've got to be quite clever and, and I, i'm quite good because i don't spend anything on that's that's the way i look <laughs> i don't i don't really uh I, I try and keep my costs down in that respect what's something that you didn't expect you'd have to deal with as much as you do it's yeah it's a um really good question matt i think i think the ability how important psychologically it is um whether you're whether you're practicing or whether you're playing, but it, it really is the art of playing a tournament is something that you, you just, you need that experience and it's something that you try and analyze and, and work on each time. But the, the importance of, of the mind, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's so, so, so important in regards to staying, like I said, staying present and doing the basics well and then the scores come and, and not getting drawn into where I might finish or or things like that it's um and 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 that you know you can't get down on yourself I, I sort of have this little analogy where you're sort of trying to talk to yourself as if you're a primary school teacher talking to a, to a pupil like a naughty kid it's like they're quite encouraging but they're not you're not down on yourself you're trying to encourage and and, and get your focus point back um yeah it's it's a different it's a different uh way of doing things and, and when you're traveling and you know i was just in a um i played a, a challenge tour event in in northern ireland and it was the covid bubble so it was it was airport covid test hotel okay i passed i can play or i'm negative sorry and then it was a case of hotel golf club golf club hotel and it was just that for the whole week and I couldn't go out and see the beautiful Northern Ireland countryside. I just had to see a travel lodge, which which wasn't too bad, but I didn't want to see this travel lodge by the weekend. I'd, I'd had enough. Um, and then you're trying to scrap and, and find a flight home and things like that. So, yeah, th- th- there's a lot of things that, that come up, but it's about staying very committed and, and, and backing yourself, really. Apart from the core skill set, what's something else that pro golfers should now be developing? So... You, you, your core skills in golf are huge. They really are. It's not the case of it's, it, you know, that they, they are the absolute fundamentals. You need those. So when you get those to a certain level, um, 
you can then make obviously gain psychologically, like I mentioned. But at the moment, there's a huge emphasis on on sort of hitting the hitting the ball far. Um, so you'd, I'm trying to develop my level of of golf fitness, um, which is a strange one because it's a power, it's a rotational power move that you know you need to generate huge amounts of force but do it over five hours and then obviously not get injured. So that's something that, that I'm working on with, with, with my coach there. Um, I enjoy the gym. It, 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 it's great. I'm always on my feet. I'm naturally very skinny, so I've got to eat a lot, but it's something that if you have that um, a little bit like Bryson, he didn't show it at, at the masters, but if you can hit the ball a long way, it makes things an awful lot easier. It really does. Even on your being like, especially on your B and C game. Um, did you see that ball he lost did you see that ball he lost i did yeah it was how mad is that i know that happens that that's golf um you can i've i've been in tournaments where i've hit one and the spotters and they they put the green flag up and you get up there and they can't find it for you and you're like oh you've just given you've just said it's okay and you have to walk (laughs) back and you and you have to walk back and and then there's other times where you think, oh, that's definitely gone. And they find it. And, and you know, spotters, are, they're not always there. You have to have good eyes um, to be able to sort of find it. But, yeah, that, that, that can happen. That's, that's Augusta. Um, and although they were the unique factor of the TV, yeah, it was, it was surprising that they didn't find it. But, like, he had to go back to that tee and be as neutral as he was when he, before he hit the tee shot. So it's, it's, yeah, it was, it was quite good to watch. It was, a lot, it was good to watch, for, I guess, for a lot of amateurs that do that can't find the golf ball after (laughs) definitely over recent years obviously the game has developed massively with the amount of technology in it you know balls clubs um but what's the next development within the game yeah good question they will they will limit or the certain the certain parameters that obviously the the golf equipment can be um designed so you can't have a a golf ball that's going too far or a driver that that hits the ball too far so they're they're very very um they're very very like sort of careful with that but it's a really good point because golfers are now becoming athletes and they're training like athletes they've got to be quite careful with with what happens um and you know they want to obviously motivate amateurs to go and play golf and um it's something that I, I do. I think they will make further restrictions. The golf ball is 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 the big factor. They can they can sort of make sort of alterations on that to limit its distance and things like. Um, but it totally they can sort of design a course how they want. They can set it up how they want, and they can make it quite difficult. And then obviously you've got the weather and things like that. But courses probably will keep. You know they're going to be longer, and um, it's a case of there's a case of sort of making it as fair as you can for everybody. I guess. Mm. Have you got one piece of advice for anyone listening to this and thinking like, do you know what? I'm going to give this a go. Yeah. It's it's something that if you, if you give it a go, you've got to give it your all. And like I said, those, those eight hours can go really quickly in a day when you, when you're practicing. Um, So if you do it, you've got to do it properly and you've got to get a plan in place and you've got to get a structure and you've got to, make sure you play enough tournaments and, and sort of understand that for the first year or two, you're, you're going to work at a loss. So you're not even going to make money. You're just going to lose money. And then all of a sudden, if you, if you work on the right things and, and you go from there and then sponsors might come in and that makes things a lot easier. And then you develop your game and, and, and you go from there. It's, 
it's something that I, for me personally, I, I, I wish I'd have started earlier. So having, I wish I'd have invested in my game earlier. So I wish I'd have had better lessons and, and better advice when I was an amateur. So when I was saved sort of, you know, 15 to 18. And then if I'd have got into an American uni, it would have made things an awful lot easier. Uh, the structure that they have in place for the performance level is fantastic. They do things so differently to, to, to the UK unis. And not that you just have to go to uni, but you could then be good enough just to pursue your career. But for me, I wish I'd have started earlier. And, and you hear that so often. Like, mm. you know, you'll be playing with Bill, who's 40 at a golf club. And he goes, I, I only started when I was 18. I wish I'd have started earlier. And then everybody, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. Because it is so difficult. It's that 10,000 hour thing in terms of to, to reach elite. And some people are ready before others. And, um, you know, Wayne, Wayne Rooney was Premier League ready at 16. and Rory McIlroy was was Europeans already at probably 16, maybe 18. And, you know, some people develop quicker, but the average age is 31 to make it onto the tour. So I, you know, in terms of time-wise, golf's strange in that. It's probably one of the only sports where age isn't a massive factor. You can, mm. you can make up for it in different ways. So would you still go into the industry knowing everything you know now? Yeah, I would. A little bit like the sort of my previous answer in that I wish I'd have gone, I'd have started yeah. earlier, but I do. It's, it's, Golf's my passion. I, um, you know, my, my brother's a he's, a, he's a doctor, you know, he studied medicine at Cambridge and, you know, he, he loves studying. He's going back for more study and, I, you know, he's just done a master's and, and I, I just, I look at him and think he's got three heads. I'm like, why do you want to study? <laughs> um, and he looks at me and he's like, why do you want to putt for three hours? And I, you know, I, I guess if it's your passion, you know, which, which it is for me, um, go for it. I, I love it. it. Like I said, it's the, it's when you can do it in, in the, in the top, at the top, you know, tournaments and, and things like that under pressure when you have to, it's, it is so, so satisfying. Um, so yeah, I wish that I wish I'd have gone into it more. Um, I wish I, I would still go into it. Sorry, but, I, but I would have done it earlier. I would have, would have, would have gone for it. Everything when I was sort of 18, um, you know, and, and, and gone from it that way rather than, developing myself in the, in the industry but a diff, completely different line or tangent and then trying to trying to do it so yeah that's that's how I would do it if, if I could again but I would go into it. I, I love golf well Ben it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and thank you so much for coming on my pleasure thank you so much for having me and uh, all the best with your golfing careers <laughs> thank you and just before you go where can people find you on social media so I'm under probably the best bet is Ben Talbot Golf on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to to sort of update and, and put as sort of much content as I can up there. Um, that would be the best bet. But um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Brilliant. Thank Thanks, so Ben. My pleasure.